Welcome to the Kingdom Truth Podcast with Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler. Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler teaches the good news of Jesus Christ and biblical Christian principles that empower all people with real-life timeless applications for daily kingdom living. Now here's your host, Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler, sharing kingdom truths for kingdom living. Well, praise the name of the Lord, everybody. We are excited about God's word on this day. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your word. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We pray for every listener that they will hear your word and receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to continue our sermon series titled, God's Supernatural Power. I will be reading in your hearing from the New American Standard Version of the Bible, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Our first biblical principle we learned from previous lessons is God's supernatural power is activated and experienced through prayer. Our second biblical principle is God's supernatural power is activated and experienced as we develop inner strength. Our third principle is God's supernatural power is activated and experienced when Christ settles down in our hearts. Our fourth biblical principle is God's supernatural power is activated and experienced when we function in Christ's love. Now let's continue. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 17 says, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you being rooted and grounded in love. When we function in Christ's love, we build our lives on the foundation of his love. And when I think about foundations and structural components, I am reminded over the course of my real estate career, when I had to review property inspection reports, and almost all those property inspection reports, the first item under structural systems is the foundation. 
This is the most important part of the building system. And if the foundation is not performing as intended, you got a major problem. The entire building is compromised and structurally unsound and even subject to collapse under the least pressure. And in some cases, severe foundation deficiencies could lead to a total demolition. And you might ask, so what are you saying, Bible teacher Tyler? What that has to do with me? Well, here's the biblical application. If we build our lives on any other system, ground, or foundation other than the love of Christ, we will break, we will crack, we will crumble and collapse. And when faced with the least amount of pressure, we will not be able to stand. The love of Christ is the only ground, only structure and foundation that is solid steady, stable. It is unshakable. It cannot be moved. First Corinthians 3 11 says, for no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. The love of Jesus Christ is our strong foundation. It was the unselfish and sacrificial love of Jesus Christ that led him to the cross at Calvary. He laid down his life for us. According to John 10, 18, it says, No man take it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Jesus willingly laid down his life and he did it for you and he did it for me. I love this song by the Mississippi Mass Choir. It wasn't the nails. The lyrics are, it wasn't the nails that held him to the cross. He could have come down, but the whole world would be lost. The ransom was so high, only he could pay the cost. It wasn't the nails that held him to the cross. Oh, it wasn't the nails that held him to the cross. He was lifted up from the earth in order to draw all men. It was love that held him there. And that same love covers our sins. In the book of John, chapter 15, verse 12 to 13, Jesus spoke clearly and plainly. This is my commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. Jesus Christ left his love for us. It is natural for Christians to function in his love. Functioning in Christ's love is a decision, a biblical principle that we can apply daily. It is a lifestyle for us. It is the basis of our lives. And when we function in the love of Christ, God's supernatural power is activated and experienced in our lives. Simply put, when we function in the love of Christ, we pursue the knowledge of God passionately. 
We give of ourselves sacrificially. We obey the truth of God's word. When we function in Christ's love, we take responsibility for our own spiritual growth and development. We seek the well-being of others. We are not easily offended. When we function in the love of Christ, we speak the truth in love. We apply the truth in every decision. We get more committed to the truth when the fight gets harder. When we function in the love of Christ, we witness to the lost about the love of Christ. We keep our hearts pure, tender, and compassionate. We love and accept people for who they are. When we function in the love of Christ, we love the unlovable. We love our enemies. We lay down our desires so we can fulfill Christ's desires in us. When we function in the love of Christ, we submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. As wives, we submit and reverence our husbands and our husbands love us, their wives, as Christ loved the church. When we function in the love of Christ, we recognize we are called to a higher standard. Jesus Christ sets the standard and we don't manipulate people and circumstances. We are not jealous and envious when we function in the love of Christ. We are not conniving or underhanded. When we function in the love of Christ, we never give up. Quitting is not an option. We believe the best for everybody and every situation. It is the love of Christ that calls us to come up to a higher level. His love abounds and excels and transcends all things. And when we function in Christ's love, God's supernatural power is activated and experienced in our lives. Now let's go back to our foundational text. The Apostle Paul prays this beautiful expression and pattern of what prayer should look like. As he continues in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 18, it says that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth. The phrase in this text, be able, comes from the Greek translation, Exeshua, and it is used only one time in the New Testament. It means to be eminently able or to have full strength. The word comprehend in this text comes from the Greek word katalambano. It means to seize upon, to take possession of, to lay hold of so as to make one's own, to perceive or understand or to appropriate. The Apostle Paul prays for the saints at Ephesus and for us to comprehend Christ's love individually and collectively, to perceive and to possess and to seize the love of Christ in its full strength. It is the most beautiful, meaningful love life a believer can experience. Every moment, every opportunity, 
every time we get the opportunity, we can experience the love of Christ. We can possess his love as our very own and appropriate his love at full strength, at full throttle with all the saints in our relationships, marriages, families, churches, and our communities. Christ's love is the center of all of them. His love fuels and sustains us for long-term, whole, healthy relationships. And when we seize Christ's love, it comes with accountability and responsibilities. It's a decision to responsibly seek the well-being of other people. And oftentimes, when we hear about a spouse wanting to exit a marriage, they'll say, well, I'm not in love anymore, or my feelings have changed, or the thrill is gone. Or maybe they'll say, they're not the same person I married years ago. Well, it used to be years ago, but in this generation, you find couples walking away after a few weeks or a month. People no longer honor the marriage covenant and everything is about how they feel. They are all caught up in their feelings. Feelings come and go. We cannot trust our feelings or our emotions. We cannot even trust our own hearts. Our own hearts trick us. Scripture says in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. When we trust the Lord and the Holy Spirit to work through in our relationships, we're not so quick to walk out and throw in the towel. And how many of you know that as the years go by, when we love our spouse with the pure love of Christ and function in that love, our marriages flourish. We go deeper in our love affair, deeper in our understanding, in our romance. We go deeper in our submission and in the process of becoming one. We become one in the love of Christ, one heart in the Lord. We appreciate and we value our marriages in a greater way. And the Holy Spirit works on us and makes our hearts more tender, kind, and compassionate towards each other. And that is when we take our marriages to a whole different level. It is the most beautiful covenantal love life we can experience on a human level when it's built on the love of Christ. Now, on the other hand, when it comes to our family members and brothers and sisters in Christ, it's sometimes a challenge because some say family members and brothers and sisters in Christ are so difficult to love. They're mean, ugly and nasty, but we must love them anyhow. In spite of how many times they hurt us or offend us, we love them and forgive them. 1 Corinthians 13, 5 declares, love does not act disgracefully. It does not seek its own benefit. 
It's not provoked, does not keep an account of a wrong suffered. Love does not keep records or a balance sheet of past wrongs. We keep on loving with Christ's unconditional love, with no strings attached, without trying to control them or manipulate them. We do not get caught up in our feelings. We grasp, we seize the love of Christ, and we appropriate his love in its fullness. Every moment, every opportunity, every time we get the opportunity, at all times, we are channels of Christ's love. Love rules in our hearts and our lives because Christ rules. The last thing we want to do is walk out on love because when we walk out on love, we walk out on Jesus Christ and we walk out on God. 1 John 4, 8 says, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. And when we do not have love, we have nothing. According to 1 Corinthians 13, 2, it says, If I have the gift of prophecy and know all the mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. But when we function in Christ's love, God's supernatural power is activated and experienced in our lives. And as we continue in Ephesians 3.18, now that we are able to seize and appropriate Christ's love, now we must know what is the breadth and length and height and depth of his love. So God's supernatural power is activated and experienced Our fifth biblical principle is when we know Christ's love on a deeper level. Paul prays for the saints to have full comprehension of Christ's love and experience it on a deeper level. He prays in terms of dimensions. Unlike dimensions and measurements that we are accustomed to with our finite minds, these measurements speak to the vastness and the greatness of Christ's love that really can never be truly measured. The word breadth in this text refers to great extent. A common meaning is full width. Just how wide is the love of Christ? What does the breadth of his love cover? Well, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The breath of Christ's love is worldwide. It is so wide and expansive. We cannot wrap our finite minds around it. Jesus Christ came to give free salvation to all mankind, embracing all men. The Jews believed salvation was just for them. When Jesus came, he came for both the Jews and Gentiles alike. He came for all humanity. Paul confirms this in Ephesians 3, 6. To be specific, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members 
of the body and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. What are you saying, Paul? It is not just us four and no more, not just our families, our church, our community, our nation. The reality is the kingdom of God is much bigger and much broader than that. It is not just our little corner. Christ's love is at work accomplishing great things in the hearts and minds of people globally, internationally, worldwide. Worshippers gather together on every continent, in every country, celebrating their salvation and lifting up the name of Jesus. That is the breath of Christ's love in the world. We see it in the book of Revelation. Revelation 5, 9 says, And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals, for you were slain and purchased for God. With your blood, men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And then in Revelation chapter 7, 9, it says, After these things I looked and behold, a great multitude, which no one could count from every nation and all the tribes, peoples, and languages standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palm branches were in their hands. The breath of Christ's love in heaven is in complete perfection where all the redeemed saints are worshiping in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul continues in his prayer, and the next dimension he uses is length. Length here is simply the longer dimension of something. Long, long ago, before men were created, before we were born, before creation was spoken into existence, before time ever existed, and long, long ago before the foundation of the world, Jesus Christ existed in eternity. How long is the love of Christ? The love of Christ goes from eternity to eternity. It is endless. It never ceases. It's everlasting. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, 4, it says, Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him in love. He loves us with an everlasting love. That is the endless character of the love of Christ. The prophet Jeremiah put it this way. In chapter 31, verse 3, the Lord appeared to him long ago saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have drawn you out with kindness. Jesus Christ set his love and affections 
on us before we were ever a thought in our parents' minds, before we were conceived way back in eternity past. He knew us and loved us. And it's the same love we experience from eternity past to time that we will experience in eternity future. His love is unchanging because Christ is unchanging. Hebrews 13, 8 declares, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Even when we stray and turn our backs on the Lord, his love remains the same. When we lose our zeal and passion for Christ, his love remains the same. When we get in trouble and go through difficulties and trying times, his love remains the same. When we make ungodly decisions and make a mess of things, Jesus Christ's love remains the same. His love is eternal and nothing can separate us from his love. Nothing can rob us of that love. Nothing can undo his love for us. Romans 8, 38, 39, put it this way. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present or things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. He will never let us go. He will never let us down. He will never leave us or forsake us. Because when we know Christ's love on a deeper level, God's supernatural power is activated and experienced in our lives. Now, here are some practical applications for this lesson. Number one, invest time in the Word of God daily to know and grow in the love of Christ. Number two, every opportunity that you get Read the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. Number three, make a decision to seek Jesus passionately and purposefully. And you might ask Bible teacher Tyler, who is this Jesus? Well, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then you shall be saved. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for salvation that's taking place all around the globe. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Truth Podcast with Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler. Please subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is published. To hear more biblical teachings and give to support the ministry, please visit our website at www.thekingdomtruth.org. That is www.thekingdomtruth.org. God bless you until we meet again.